Welcome, everybody. This is episode 10, and we are going to be talking about communicating with students, how you can communicate with them, and maybe some new things or new ideas to try. Hello, everyone. My name is David Campman, and this is Of Tech and Learning, where we cover technology, learning, and education, and everything in between. Wow. So first up, uh, this is episode 10. So I am in double digits right now. So that's pretty cool. And if you know anything about statistics of podcasts, most of them end uh, about or before episode seven. So yay, we're a little ahead of the curve there. Now, that's not saying our content is in the top 5%, but I like to think it is. So the topic today is on my favorite topic, communicating with students. Now, I am a big advocate of putting an emphasis on how we communicate with students and how the students can communicate back to the instructor. Now, I've, I really have a strong opinion about this just because with my classes that I've taught, I've always felt that it was difficult or restrained that for the students to communicate back to me. Um, I basically got to pick how and why and when I sent my communication out to students, but I, I just generally felt that they did not feel they could communicate openly back to me. And I got a lot of the same feedback from educators when I would talk to them and ask them, you know, what is it that they wish they could do to improve their classes? You know, you get a lot of the, the other types of things, you know, about assessments, better assessments, and better ways to distribute information to students. But a lot of them really talked about how they struggle getting any feedback or information from students. They would send out an email to their students, you know, saying, hey, if you have any questions, reply, and get zero responses. And they weren't sure if that meant that a, students were not viewing the email at all, B, had no questions, or C, had questions but didn't feel comfortable replying. And basically they just, they had no idea what was going on. And that's a problem, obviously. So what is it that we can do to better connect with our students communication-wise. What can we do? Well, one of the simplest ways that a lot of people have found that try out different methods is when you go to where students are already communicating at, you have a much higher success rate of them communicating with you the instructor. An example is this. Email is not where students live. 
It is not where students view communication exists. It is where they use a file cabinet. They view it as a place where they can reset passwords. Honestly, I view it somewhat as that as myself. So I'm not a little uh, abstract from that. I do use email for a lot of actual communication. So, you know, there's that. But it's not just for communication to students. It's, and it's really not even about communication to them. Where they view communication is in texting, chatting, and to a certain extent, video chatting. Now, if you're an educator and you heard me say this, your first gut instinct is probably to say, I am not going to text my students. I am not going to give them my phone number and I am certainly not going to allow them to use bad punctuation and, oh my goodness, lingo, texting lingo. All right, so let's push that out of the side because that's not what I'm expecting. And I, I would think most institutions would not expect that. Uh, I certainly do not expect an educator to give their cell phone number out to students because this is not your office phone. This is your phone that you go around with. This is your connection. And, you know, if you see what's happening in the national landscape with legal aspects, it's, it's a lot to a person. It's not just a phone. So I do not expect that and you shouldn't expect that either. Okay. Now, in terms of using the texting lingo or anything like that, like everything else you do, the expectations that are set up during the initial part of the class will make the rest of the semester flow that way. So if you inform your students texting lingo is not acceptable, I do not know what uh, LOL means and I do not care. I do not want to know what any of those other things mean. Write it out to me. Then by all means, you'll probably have much better success. Will students still sometimes send you texting lingo? Yeah, they will, just like everything else. It, that's the way life goes. I have students that email me texting lingo. Okay, why? Because they're on their phones. So to them, it's the same thing in a way. Now, there are a lot of tools that you can use to bridge this gap because you don't have to use just texting. Although there are applications out there that do support that option uh, to do texting with students. Um, one, it's a low budget item, but you can actually set up your, a second line on your phone that is just for students and just for texting. Um, some more focused schools are making it so the office phone can also do texting and then you can actually access it on your smartphone. That's a wonderful option. That's, that's a great option, honestly, because you still have that office phone, you still have it going through the school, and it is still providing texting as an option to reach students. It's wonderful, love it. Now, some students are not so friendly about sharing their own phone numbers with instructors, and so there's options out there where you can get around it. Now, texting is great, but 
you sometimes just need to go past that. Go to messaging, okay? There are a lot of options out there to do messaging. Everything from setting up some stuff in WeChat to uh, organizing in Slack, which is a much more elaborate tool than just texting with them, but it gets the job done and a lot of educators are having very good luck with that. Uh, HipChat is another one and the, I mean honestly there's a giant list and I've looked at a lot of them. There are a lot of really useful ones in various purposes. Now if you teach multiple classes obviously it compounds the issue and you gotta find a solution that makes it more manageable for you. But doing something that allows you to communicate with students in an app-based format or a texting-based format is probably going to be more of a situation that your students will feel more comfortable and more willing to communicate back to you. Because there's one important thing, and I love how people describe communication. It's not how communication actually is. People will describe communication as, well, I communicated with them, I sent them information. No, that's distributing information. Communication involves that person has to respond back to you. So if you just send information out to your students, that's not communication. You need them to be responsive back to you. All right, that's a huge part of it. So keep that as a focus point. What can you do to encourage your students to communicate back to you, the instructor. All right. Now, some of them, some of the tools out there are awesome, and they really open it up to communicate with other students to students, and and all kinds of awesome things out there. What they can share and what they can do inside of it, and that's great. But you don't have to go that far. Just find what will open communication with their students and you, the instructor, okay? So I love that and it's a lot of fun. I've had very good success with using other types of tools with my students and a lot of the tools, if it makes it easy to access on their mobile device, I have much better luck of them doing it and being responsive to it. Um, especially if it pushes notifications out. But if you remember back with my episode on over notification, there's a fine line there. So make sure you walk that line very safe. The last thing I want to talk about with uh, student communication is where do we go in terms of video? Because I was focusing on the text-based stuff. Um, and students can send pictures and whatnot as well. But video opens up a new level because video is much more, for lack of a better word, intimate and personal than what text is because it's usually live and it's the student sharing their image with you. And that can be much more uh, of a vulnerable type of thing to a student and to an educator, honestly. Educators are not so willing to share their own uh, visual of themselves as either. So using it is something where you, you have a lot of advantage because all those social cues, those visual cues 
that people use in normal communication in person, you lose with text and even pictures. But you can gain it back with video. And how to use it and when to use it is amazing and can be extremely powerful. Now, what I am planning on doing at my next course that I teach is to require scheduled 10-minute max time with each student individually where we will be video chatting with each other. And I'm going to have the first one to be done uh, before the end of week two of the semester. Because, you know, getting in front of them and allowing them a chance to really explain if they have any questions and you can kind of see if they're getting it or not is really important to making sure they're successful the rest of the semester. Now, we will see how well this goes because scheduling is probably the most difficult part of this because I teach online. So finding time where the students and myself can be reaching each other at the same time is going to be a complex uh, ask, I think. But I think it's worth it. And I think it will open up that communication. So thank you guys very much for taking the time to listen to this. Hopefully you got some ideas or um, at the very least have a new perspective that maybe you can bring to the table at your school. All right. Have a very wonderful day and thank you again.